And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to an Andres Bedrins night. Uh, Goose, I heard and hadn't heard that one for a while. Uh, Steph Curry reacted very lively to seeing the giant picture of the, what is it, the, the Warriors 75 year celebration, the giant photos of the players they put up there. And it's Andres Bedrins this night. And Steph Curry comes up there post game and says, Goose, Goose, Andres Bedrins. It was hilarious. Yep, uh, but the game was interesting. Uh, Warriors beat the Suns. Uh, well, they ended up winning by, I think, what, 22, 24 points. 11th straight double-digit win at home. They've just been dominant here. Obviously, break Phoenix's 18-game win streak. This wasn't a, a fully stocked Phoenix team. Devin Booker strained his hamstring the other night. Wasn't there. This is the second night of a back-to-back. A little bit more of a tired Phoenix team. Mikel Bridges leaves for part of the game because he injured his hand and uh, didn't do anything offensively. Uh, but still, within the game, you could just kind of see where Phoenix bothers the Warriors. And in small ways, they kind of solved it a little bit and, you know, run away with, you'd call it an impressive win. Yep. I mean, it's you know, it was a playoff kind of win. Not You know, I'm not saying it was just like the playoffs. I'm saying they had to dig in against a more tired team like there's different differences but they had to figure some things out be tough mentally don't like do the stuff they did in game one think it through and we've seen the Warriors the old classic Warriors I mean they figured out an opponent by game three or game four in a series Memphis is the one you think about Oklahoma City is another one and win you know five six seven whatever you know win the win those money games this is, was obviously not exactly like that, but it felt a little more like the Warriors figuring something out, playing smart. And like when I asked Steph about just kind of over the overview of how he's feeling, he obviously feels very good about this team. But it's interesting. He's like, you know, it's Wiggins. There's, a, you know, it's Jordan Poole. It's, you know, a couple players who are in huge roles who have never been a part of a championship team. Certainly not a Warriors championship team. And I think... He and Draymond love that. Like, knowing they've got Clay coming, knowing they've got Wiseman coming, they've got these guys that they can count on, and it's Poole and Wiggins, I think, are, you know, the two that they're underlining. And you can throw Gary Payton the second. You can throw in Montrose Connor Anderson. We'll probably talk about them a little bit. Had great games tonight. But for them, it's having Andre around and wasn't obviously playing these two games and having – Wiggins and Poole as part of their main rotation who are not part of the championship uh, run, but they feel like are plugged right into it as mainstays. That's what makes them feel great about this right now. You know, you're you're watching these two Phoenix games uh, unlike other regular season games. It's the long view. It's the fact that, you know, as of right now, this is the one-two in the West. It's the clear two best teams right now. Well, you know, I'd loop Utah into it, but you're, you're thinking of what a playoff series. Yeah, Utah comment. We're just talking about these two teams now. And Utah's, hey, wait a minute here. We were Utah's here. got a better yeah. uh, point differential than yeah. Phoenix. But anyway, um, you're thinking about what a West Finals might look like or even a second-round series, whatever. Um, and to me, 
you know, the takeaway from game one, the Phoenix win is like what Phoenix's defense can do. And we talked about it the other night, so we don't need to get too, too deep into that. But to me tonight, you know, on the flip side, it was what, you know, a, a Draymond Green small ball, fast, quick, versatile Warriors lineup does to to you know the 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 staying big sons the the JaVale McGee but really the DeAndre Ayton sons and I wrote about it a little bit but look we've seen with Looney now through two games he he only gets 17 minutes in the first game he's minus 10 is very ineffective the worst offense is ineffective when he's on the court because he just congests it up and and it's tougher to trick Phoenix you know when when Looney's on the floor oftentimes they particularly when he's with Draymond they kind of need to trick their way into baskets and they do it well which is harder against Phoenix and then he just didn't really like you'd need him to really hang handle eight and if he's going to be out there he doesn't seem to really be able to do that so uh tonight he plays 15 minutes four fouls ineffective again and the fact that he only played 15 shows that steve kerr sees this right i mean you, you, lately he'd been playing 20 plus uh that's been throttled back in this matchup to me it's clear and if we're going to assume james wiseman by second round by the west finals is not still not going to be some like interior force that they're comfortable playing against Aiton. it's going to be draymond green against deandre Aiton, and tonight Nine, 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 six, and three. And those six and three are, are six steals, three blocks. And, you know, I put a lot of the film in my postgame. He was just really good in all the eight in action, blocking out loops, reading, you know, pocket passes, a boxing eight and out to keep him off the glass, forcing eight to take 18 footers, which the Warriors will take every possession. Uh, that that matters. And from the Phoenix side, that's probably what would concern me most. No question. And, and it's when the Warriors get into a tough spot, they put Draymond into it. Like, and then. And he has fixed it many, many times. I think what he does on this in this particular matchup is he plays a pick and roll, and he switches on Nepal, but also is able to cover Aiton. That's like nobody does that. Like, there, I don't. I mean, we can talk about all the great defensive players in this league. Rudy Gobert does not do that. Uh, he, might, he might be able to try to trail and try to bother, but he can't. Like Draymond covers them both. Draymond will start on Chris Paul if he needs. So he didn't yeah, tonight, but yeah, he can. Exactly. It's just this. And Looney gets caught in the middle. It's not. I mean, it sounds like we rip him a lot, and I do probably, but like that's hard. Like he does get caught in the middle where he's guarding Chris Paul. They drop it over to Aiden, so he's late over to Aiden. The help is 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 too small to help on Aiden, and yet it's not a problem with Draymond because he's guarding them both. It's just this miraculous thing he can do. Didn't do it so well in the game in Phoenix. He didn't play as great against Phoenix, uh, in Phoenix. But this one, he just he was everywhere, swiping at the ball, stopping you know, stopping drives, and in the meantime, not giving up the center position to McGee or to to uh, Aiton. It was Draymond as defensive player of the year. This is Draymond defensive player of the year in the NBA. Clear leading candidate. Uh, you know, you I guess Gobert or Giannis would be the others, but it's it's Draymond right now and. I mean, Steph says it. Their identity is defense. Like, that's what they know they can do. And that's what they played in Phoenix. Actually, I mean, it was pretty good. It wasn't great. This was great. And that's their baseline, and they worked their offense in it. The defense sets up that 3-3-3 that they got in the third quarter, right? Boom. It's close game, 3-3-3. They're up 11. Uh, And that was what? Wiggins, Jordan Poole, and Steph, I think, was those three. And that's how your defense lets you – Hang around, and then you hit your explosive, and it go boom, 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 and then you're going to win a game, especially at home. But if I'm Phoenix, I'm a little worried about that. If I'm the Warriors, there are things obviously you should be worried about. Devin Booker did not play in the second half, by the way, of the game they lost. You know, the Phoenix has got guys. They come off. They come. Cameron Payne can hurt the. You know, we've seen him hurt the Warriors in the past. He was like three of seventeen tonight. Yeah, he was not great tonight, but you know they were forcing a lot of things. 
this is going to be a great match. I don't think either team has proven that they're better than the other one. I, I think it, it, this would be, I'm, I'll see, other than Milwaukee, I think this would be the toughest matchup for the Warriors. And I certainly think that the Warriors would be the toughest matchup for the Suns. Like, this is a perfect two teams looking at each other, knowing that if all things being equal, if all things happen the way we think it's going to be without injuries, they're the best two teams that should face each other. By the way, we are saying this with Warriors without Clay Thompson. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that, that is the amazing part of this. Uh, but I think even Steph was setting it up. The Warriors might take a few steps back with Clay. Like, it's just 19 and 3 is crazy. Like, well, you and, know, I mean, maybe might, record wise. Yeah, they might but... just drop a game you didn't think they were going to drop. Yeah, it's not going to be their worst team. It's just this is a high rhythm now where they're, they got GP2 thrown in there. They just got they can just come at you at these waves, and it's going to be a little different with Clay. Might be incredible, but I, I think they're anticipating it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment just to make sure that they're not shocked if that's the way it goes. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, in the NBA, uh, I don't want to say lucked into this schedule, but they they timed it up well, even if they didn't necessarily mean to. You get these two marquee games, even though no Booker, no Clay, um, at a good time. You know, this is as this is as hyped as an early season NBA regular season game. Been in a they long flex time. this one, uh, and they flex out of the Lakers Clippers, which is and that does shock even in the world where we know the Warriors are monster ratings. And believe me, at the Athletic, we know what the numbers say about the Warriors. To flex out a Lakers-Clippers game for this is fascinating. Worth it. I'm sure the ratings were great, but it does tell you the world knows. Like, this is the matchup to watch. There's well, a lot of stars on these two teams. Yeah, and where I would credit the NBA, they put this as a Christmas matchup. Yep. Uh, and I you know, I don't think they viewed it as like this is going to be the sparkling Christmas matchup, but you know, it's going to turn out to be, and there might be a Clay Thompson in there. There should be a Devin Booker back for that game. Um, so yeah, I mean that's good. You know, you mentioned earlier JTA and Gary Payton. They were probably the two role-playing stars of the night. I think they combined for 36 points off the bench. A uh, lot of energy from JTA after what really was a disastrous performance the other night. I think he had five turnovers in 13 minutes. Uh, and then Payton wasn't a disastrous performance the other night. It was more of a where is he? Uh, you know, I think he had five first half minutes while Chioza had nine <laughs> tonight. You know, the Warriors only have like nine, ten available players, and Chioza is deactivated. Yeah. Uh, He's in street clothes. He just, you know, they're saving a two-way day yeah, with him. Yeah. But that told you that going in, they knew, like, no, Gary Payton's going <laughs> to play a lot more. And, he, and you know, you you mentioned it to Steve, but, he, you know, he kind of alluded to it a little bit pregame. And then you saw it on the floor. I mean, Gary Payton was everywhere. I think it is a point of some discussion that Gary Payton should be playing more, uh, in, whether it's inside the Warriors coaching offices or just in conversation. Like they, the numbers are the numbers. I, mean, I went through it a couple weeks ago. Like he's ridiculous. He's their most uh, plus player per minute 
more than Steph Curry. He's probably like, the most in the NBA, to be honest. It's ridiculous. Uh, every time he plays, and even Curry mentioned this before, like, every time he plays, he's a plus. And sometimes it's a huge plus. Like, maybe you don't love him offensively. I think Kerr might get frustrated with some, him offensively because he doesn't dribble the well, ball. Well, he got pissed at him today for a couple fouls. Yeah, and... there, there's some things he does, but when you look at the balance of it, if you just look at how the team does when he's in there, they do better when he's in there than when he's not in there. And that's in a bunch of minutes now. This is not just a short, you know, small sample size. And I think it's been on Kerr's mind. Because sometimes he just throws these random lines out there and he tells you what's on his mind. He's kind of like just thinking about it. And it's a Gary Payton second should be playing 15 to 20 minutes every game. And he hadn't been for a couple. And it was Chris Chiosa. And, you know, we know Kerr loves the, the ball handling point guard to keep things sane, not turn it over. Shows it does those was things. Was that deactivation from the front <laughs> office? <laughs> I was like saying, did you have to deactivate him to make sure Steve Kirk didn't play? I, no, we're not saying that. But uh, I just think if he just commits to playing, I wrote this in the piece a couple weeks. Like he is not should not lose much of his role when Clay comes back. I'm like, there's just all the numbers point to him being such a positive impact on every single, almost almost every single game he plays. And sometimes it's a monster impact like this one. Like, it might be rolling around in Kerr's mind, and I think he's like he's gonna gonna commit to it. Like this was tonight was his commitment to it. Again, it might change here and there, but this guy just it's a positive every time he's out there, and things happen. The Warriors play faster. They get the turnovers. We see that open space for Steph. They can't clamp him, you know, in the transition game, and and, and I'll tell you that Draymond Wiggins, GP two, JTA foursome was a monster in that third quarter. It was just a monster on defense. This is and you're going against Chris Paul. Like you're going against DeAndre Ayton. These are good players and they're just taking them totally out of it. Again, they're tired. Not saying that this is always going to happen, but that's a really nice force to be able to throw out against a, a very good team. Yeah, uh, other things in I JTA has the uh, dunk on JaVale oh, McGee yeah, which yeah. was uh, you is know, he's better than the Wiggins dunks on Cat. I think just because there's a little bit more with the Wiggins cat. Uh, if we're just like judging it purely on dunks, maybe. I mean, he was going straight at JaVale. And the, like, yeah. He rose up and like Wiggins didn't have that. Like he literally like, okay, there's a big guy in front of me and he brings it back almost behind his head, maybe even behind his head. Yeah. That is an freak. And, he, and I don't think JaVale even touched the ball, right? It wasn't like he had to throw it through. Like he just threw it on top of him. No, and I tweeted out his answers post game, which were funny. And JaVale retweeted it with like, "I'll sign your poster" or something like that. I mean, people I can look that. at it online. Yeah, there's already been an interaction online. Uh, also, JaVale's a better shot blocker than Cat. Yes. Um, and then uh, the other thing I was going to mention was Wiggins. You know, starts on Paul because Booker's not out there. He had the back spasms, which he kind of detailed. Wiggins becoming a tiny bit better quote. Yes. Slowly yes. and slowly, yes. a tiny bit better quote. He's just warming up to you and me, Slater. That's he sees That's our it. smiling faces and he knows we're going to ask him good questions. Uh, but I'll just say, like, having uh, a wounded Wiggins gut through it and having a healthy Wiggins tonight, what a day. I mean, like, he's important to the Warriors. Like, you can say he doesn't – sometimes he he doesn't seem like he's there. No matter what, he's important to the Warriors. That that position is so important for them. And a, a lively, bouncy Wiggins who can finish and hit an open three, which he just – it was not possible for him last last game. And it's a it's a – Tremendous gut check for him to go through that play 34 minutes. Uh, After he a, said uh, he was trying to put his sock on and his back yeah, just like exactly, seized yeah. up, I, mean, I was like, oh, that's not a good not sign. Not a lot of guys would have played that game. 
I, I mean, we know that. Not a lot I of guys saw him pregame. Yeah. He looked like he looked yeah. so bad to the point of like I was watching Drew Yoder watch him, and I was like, all right, I'm ready for them to give the signal of like can't go. And then he said he was going to go. I was like, okay. And then yeah, he he was kind of a negative in that game. Um, other than that, Tim, I'm going to get us out of here because there is another game in like you know basically 15 hours yeah. here. I will not be at that that this game, but you will be there. I might be watching some college football. Tomorrow. I might be watching some college football in the morning. <laughs> yeah, good good thing you had a nice break of the schedule. You get the freaking Oklahoma State game in the morning. Nine a.m. I will be watching Michigan Iowa uh, for a lot of reasons, and that game's at five. So that's what this well, game. I'm let me just leave you out with the, with the end of this homestand. It is Spurs in here tomorrow. Very they beatable might Spurs team. All right, Tim's calling a loss, but you know a very back beatable back Spurs back. team. That's all I'm saying. It's back to back after a very emotional. One. Okay, Spur, but this is the rest of the homestand. Spurs Magic Blazers. Blazers without Lillard, Blazers who just fired their GM, and then obviously the Magic are a tanking team, and the Spurs are, you know, they're a lottery team in the West. Uh, if you just take care of business, you'd be 22-3, and three, <laughs> which is crazy. So, anyway, uh, we will talk to you probably Monday or Tuesday.